0: Hello, Andrina, how are you, my dear?
1: I'm good, I'm good, how are you?
0: Yes, I'm really good, thank you. I'm really excited to be speaking to you. It's lovely to see you again. Cool. You've been to the gym this morning, is that right? I have, yes. How was it it for you? How was your gym session?
1: It was awesome. Yeah, shaky legs, shaky hands, everything.
0: Talk to me a little bit about it. Did you go to the gym that you usually do called The Engine Room, is that right?
1: I did, yes. All
0: right, go on, talk to me about this gym then. Let's give so, them a shout out as well. Shout out to the engine room gym. Where is it and what, what sort of area is it in? So um, the engine room is a, a
1: functional fitness gym. Um, Connor Russell's my coach. And, and we love um, people named
0: Connor, don't we? We love it. We do. We it's do. the best name of all. Respect <laughs> and shout out to this gentleman. Let's go.
1: <laughs> so um, he does, um, it's like group fitness um, circuits type thing. So there's different classes. Some are more strength-based. Some are like more like aerobic. Others, it's like anaerobic training. So um, this morning it was like a, an open gym type session. So he puts up um, exercises and you move between areas. And um, it was good. It was really good. So...
0: Sounds really good. You also sent me a really nice private message as well this morning that we we've gone down to a new weight and a new average weight loss as well. Hey, hey, hey! Woo! Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Congratulations <laughs> to you. Yeah. You've been trying really hard though. The weight's been coming down nicely, hasn't it? Yep, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. I've been doing pretty well. Yeah, thanks. But- I would say I've
0: been on fire lately. So. Ah, good. See, we love that confidence. We love that confidence. You can boast. It's perfectly fine. You've been doing amazing. You've been trying so hard every single day that you deserve it. It's all your fault. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty pleased with how it's going.
0: Yeah, you sent me a really nice message about it yesterday, I think it was as well, when you said that your weight's coming down nicely on average, despite that you've been on a couple of holidays and you've been been having a life, basically. You've not been overly restricting yourself, do you feel?
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely having a bit of a life. Um, Two-week holiday with the family, um, weekend away, and then I had uh, family up one weekend and we had a big party and... um, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome, and I didn't feel—I felt confident that I could do it. I didn't feel worried about it. I just thought, you know, I'll just chill, enjoy it, and don't go—don't go too crazy. So. <laughs>
0: that's really nice isn't it that's just a lovely balance then you can get everything that you want you can have your weight in a position you want it to be in and you can enjoy your family and holiday time at the same time and we're winning yes we're winning all around what about all that stuff on instagram yesterday hey (laughs) what about all that stuff on instagram that was amazing wasn't it
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, um, I, I feel a bit bad, really, that I kind of, dragged into that,
0: to be honest. I just... No, please don't. I loved it. I had a great time. You didn't drag me into it. You just, <laughs> no. for, for people that are listening, what happened was you sent me a post on Instagram, and if, if you would, just talk to me about how you felt about this post. Why did you send it over? Because you, you didn't send it over for me to do anything about it. You just, <sighs> wanted, to, you just wanted to talk to me about it, didn't you?
1: Yeah, well, I think, so the post was just really about, um, so it's about sort of diet, it's anti-diet culture. And so oh. I had, um, and it was saying, you know, that so the person doesn't really blame individuals that... Um, posts about their weight loss journey and their calories and blah 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 and I, I do that sort of thing every day so I, I do a daily post to all my followers and let them know how many calories I eat each day what exercise I've done, how I'm feeling, whether, you know, things that I'm grateful for um,
0: Yep, you send it to me as well and I love it, I appreciate yeah. it every single day, you put right effort into it, it's a nice little segment thing that you send every single day
1: And, and I do it, I do it myself i do it to for a bit of accountability to to support that this sort of health and wellness journey that i'm on and um yeah i don't i don't i I felt as if when i was reading this post i felt like oh this is somebody who would look at what i do and think 'Mm, you know she's less enlightened than i am you know she's diet culture she's um you know she needs to learn a bit more and I don't like that <laughs> so, so I felt I felt a little bit triggered and I felt a little bit judged I suppose and I sent it to you because I was thinking oh I need I need validation <laughs> that um I'm not extreme. I don't um I I read an article about diet cult, what diet culture is last night and um the article I read said um if I just I just put. Um, it says diet culture has many definitions, facets, but in a nutshell, it's a set of beliefs that worships thinness and equates it with health and moral virtue. So that is a definition of anti diet culture. I am totally on board with that. But I feel that some of the anti diet culture is really just anti weight loss of any sort, and.
0: Thank you for uh, that. Yes, your video just froze, so I just turned it we'll off. and then You it's just right. turned it back on. No, it's okay. I don't know what happened there. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes, I, I understood what you were saying about the definition of diet culture, then worshipping thinness. Um okay. and, and,
1: it, and it being as a sort of moral virtue. And so from that point of view, totally agree. Um we well, let's just pause there
0: for a second though, because um some people do, but who do you think worships thinness?
1: Oh, um, I would say like media, media constructs. So some celebrity puts on three pounds or something and has a very slight rounding of her stomach and all of a sudden she's let herself go. It's a disaster. And mm. uh, oh my God. That does um, make sense. So I don't necessarily mean individuals as such, but as a, as a societal construct, I think we do we do prefer to look at Slim people, um, you know, everybody on television is often slim. Um, This is what you see. Um, And so...
0: Yeah, it seems to go through waves in my opinion, doesn't it? Like in the 1700s, the most attractive thing was to be overweight. People who were... People who were the most attractive were the most overweight because they were seen as the most affluent because they could afford the most food and that was seen as a really great thing and a really attractive thing. And then yes, it seemed, I'm, I'm not sure about the 80s, I don't exactly know, but when it got to like the 90s and 2000s, it was definitely stick thin catwalk model style
1: yeah. Very,
0: very thin. Very thin, wasn't it? High gaps and, you know. Yes, yes. And very, very strange. Very strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know who likes this, to be honest. I think it was it was a media trend back then. But I don't know if people really liked it then, did they? I'm not sure. And people don't like it now. This that It's kind of... that. I think that, to me, it seems that that extremity of it has faded out slightly. And now, I, I agree and understand exactly what you're saying about... Maybe, maybe slim is the preference. I'm not sure. I think people all feel different ways, but now it's at least nice to see that models in stores and on advertisements and stuff like there was a big thing about Ann Summers lately, wasn't there? They've started using, um. I don't know what the term would be, but just people who are not stick-thin on their... Yes. Just more more average-sized, normal-sized people, essentially, haven't they? I suppose that would be the correct term, average and normal-sized people on their on their adverts and stuff. So I have seen it... Um, Hopefully hopefully things are are a little bit more accepting lately, because I mean at the end of the day, 63% of everyone's overweight. So most people are, if you go to buy the BMI, BMI, Mm. which has got positives and negatives depending on which way you look at it, but if we just take it for what it is, that means most people are overweight, doesn't it? So
1: Yeah, but I would say now, now you've got the tiny waist, very large hips and big bums the is the shape to be now. And not everybody can even be that shape,
0: no matter what weight they lose. Oh oh, oh oh I I understand completely. There there's it doesn't matter what shape the trend might be at that minute, there's always some people that can never be that way. Like I'm not six foot four. Imagine if the trends <laughs> the the most attractive dudes are the tallest. Or what about if what about fancy hair? I'm bald. What you, what you do? What about? What about if people who are really tanned become the most beautiful? Which it, it sometimes is that way with men. It's it sometimes is that way with ladies as well. Sometimes everybody people...
1: looks better with a tan. To be fair,
0: <laughs> um, I think it, it's just different preferences for different people at different times, and it's also different cultures, isn't it? I was talking to one of my um, friends who's um, not from Pakistan. He's from England, but his parents are from Pakistan. So he's from that genetic and origin. Um, and he was saying, because we were, we were talking about our different skin tones, obviously, because I'm the whitest man alive. Um, and he's got, in my opinion, because we were outside in the sun, he's got, in, in my opinion, excellent skin tone. I'm thinking, I'd love to be as tanned as this guy. This would be amazing. And then we were just joking around about it. He said, in, in Pakistan's culture and in, in their households and families, Families. Sometimes it's often seen to be li- to be lighter and less tanned is preferred. It just highlights to me that everybody just wants what they've not got.
1: <laughs>
0: I would agree. Definitely. Yeah, tan people want to be less for some reason, and not tanned people want to be more. What? <laughs> it's crazy talk. It's crazy talk, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, so, so so sorry. Yes, please please continue with the story. This this lady was against diet culture, and we spoke and we spoke about diet culture. And we can we can understand what that is, can't we? Um, lose weight fast, bad diet be, restriction, kind of thing.
1: But there seems to be then a more extreme um, definition of it because I would agree with um, you know the pursuit of arguably unhealthily thin bodies and you know using so very extreme dieting methods to get there. You know, yes, very. Very extreme overtraining—it's not good for your body. Um, These things I completely agree with, but I do think as well that there seems to be, with some people, that there is that even weight loss dieting for weight loss is wrong in itself, and that's just diet culture, and that's just wrong. And I feel. I don't, I don't agree with that. No, I also don't agree
0: with that. That's not, that's not categorically true because even if you look at normal fad diets, 10% of people statistically succeed. So some people get healthier. So you can't Mm -hmm. say it's all bad. It's impossible. Like you can, you can chat as much shit as you want about slumming world, but they help loads of people lose weight they yeah. so it, is it the best thing ever debatable do some people like it some people do some people don't but regardless it works and helps for some people and everybody knows some people who've gone to slimming world and loved it and you can find that for any different fad diet can you so is it overall on average the best thing to do probably not these fad diet style programs is it but but i agree with you you can't just you can't just categorize it as this is bad because that is incorrect that's just bias
1: yeah i think so and i, and I think so for me I just um, I like to be right. Everybody does, you know. You like to but, um... be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so my love, so
1: I think, you know, I like I like to think that I'm I'm doing this in a in a reasonable, reasoned and, and healthy way. I don't overrestrict. I don't beat myself up if I if I go a little bit too far. Um, I try to respect my energy levels and not train too hard. To be fair, that's been a bit of a learning curve. I've certainly smashed it a bit too hard at times, but. Well, what I always think in that to...
0: instance—sorry, sorry to interrupt for a second—I <laughs> I never blame people for that because how do you know how much is too much until you've ever done it? Same, same with the dieting, you can only handle so much calorie deficit until it breaks you down and people end up overeating. But to some extent, how do you know how much dieting you can do until you take it too far and end up overeating? You just have to take that as a lesson, and like you have done, think, alright, well, I got a f- if I train every day for four weeks, I just got absolutely exhausted, so I'll not. I'll just train five days a week for four weeks or something. Or if you're dieting for three weeks and then you always start overeating, okay, that's good information. Three weeks is too long. You need to diet for one or two weeks, and then take a break, and then restart again. Anyway, sorry.
1: No, no, um, no I would agree. So I try. I'm trying now to get a, a better balance, a better mix of um, of exercise, rather than just. Um, I just used to, you know, kind of hammer the weights and the and the circuit classes, but I wouldn't really have walked very much sporadically, you know. But now I'm trying to make like a daily walk part of my um, my routine um, every day, and I, I really like getting out of my bike. I think it's really good for my um, sense of joy. Really, so I like uh, I like to do that, and um, and then I, I do love my gym. I absolutely love the classes. I love Connor Russell, my other Connor, and. Um, I, do, I like I like to go there. I go with my children, so um, I feel uh, feel really good about that. I feel like I'm passing on healthy um, habits of exercise that you know we need, we need to build this into our uh, daily routine. It's just something we do in the same way we brush our teeth. We also have to look after the activity for the body. So um, do that with them, which is good fun. So.
0: Yeah, it's always a good idea to try and get a variety of exercise for sure Um, because it's all got different benefits hasn't it? Like weights is good for some things, it's good for muscles and toning etc. But your cardio fitness and classes and things like that, that's good for other things and then like you said you've got the cycling which is good for cardio but also good for fresh air and also good for your enjoyment of life, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, your, Your video's gone off again, can you see? How's it for you? No, let's see. Zoom's not playing very nicely today, is it?
1: Your host has disabled it.
0: What? (laughs) Okay, try now.
1: Oh, okay. There we go.
0: There we go. Look at that. We're back. We're back on track. (laughs) Um, And yes, you are doing things in a very reasonable and balanced way. Don't worry about that. I I consider myself um, one of the more reasonable and balanced nutritionists and nutrition programs out there, like I don't force my members ever, any of them, to do anything they don't want to do. Where most diets do, most diets are either like carbs are banned, or fats are banned, or you you need to do 20,000 steps per day or else, or, you know, they've all got these rules. Where I don't really have any rules, I mean we we have recommendations, and there's things I'd like you to do, and there's things we can do and we prefer to do, but we've always got options. You know, we've always got options, um, and like we said, we try not to cut any food groups out, do we? We try not to overly restrict things. We try not to do super low calories all the time. We yeah. try and yeah, we try and get a nice balance. We focus on health and happiness, don't we? I try, yeah. and inst- I try and instill in people as much as possible that they're the end goals that we're aiming for to be healthier and happier. So if you if you if you're thinking, where am I trying to get to? That's where we're trying to get to. So if anything we're doing is not making you healthier or happier. It's the wrong thing. doesn't even matter if the weight's coming down. If the weight's coming down, but you're feeling unhealthier and unhappier, it's wrong. We're doing the wrong thing. So they're the north stars that we're aiming for, that we need to keep those in our peripheral vision, the health and happiness, and start moving towards that. So you're doing all the right things. Um, you are right though, this lady, are- <clears throat> this lady on instagram was very negative she was very angry i knew who we were dealing with when i saw that one of her posts literally said and all it said was if i want something sweet and someone offers me fruit again i'm going to scream at them i know. <laughs> I thought oh my god this-. that's why i didn't reply to her because i saw that and i thought there's no there's no way i can win against this person if that's your attitude there's no way i can win this is ridiculous we're not even going to be able to have a reasonable conversation here um yeah. From my perspective, you you sent me that post and just said, what do you think to this? Um, so I private messaged you back. But then as I read the post, this lady was being really quite negative. Um, she was saying that diet suck and personal trainers suck and nutritionists suck and dietitians suck and doctors suck. and. People who lose weight—that sucks too. People who are helping lose people lose weight—they also suck. Everybody sucks except her, I think. That's the feeling I got from it. She doesn't suck. <laughs> and if you don't want to lose weight and you're not losing weight, that also seems fine. Anything else seemed bad. And <laughs> she was just just real negative in this post about loads of things. And then it said at the bottom, discuss in the comments. She put, she literally wrote, "Let's discuss in the comments." And I thought, all right then. <laughs> <I> thought, okay. <laughs> Fine, we can we can discuss in the comments. Sure. So it was it was my fault that I got lots of hate on Instagram because I did poke the bear. I literally yes. I, yes, I poked the bear and I poked the bear exactly where it doesn't like like to be poked in its logic and its reasoning because I was asking very sensible, calm questions about why do you why are you putting these things online and why do you feel the way that you feel and that did not go down well. These people don't no. like to be questioned. No,
1: I, I took the other tack. I I fast. past. Uh,
0: (laughs) usually i do but i was bored and i I just thought i just wasn't doing anything at that minute in time and it just said let's discuss and it just maybe it triggered me slightly it triggered me because i like you and it 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 triggered you a little bit and i thought all right fine i'll defend watch this then started 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 asking some basic questions and oh she didn't like that she said, yep. no, the reply she put back was very angry. It was very angry. And it was quite ridiculous to be honest. The post she wrote didn't make sense in the first place. I read it three or four times and it had no real point apart from everybody sucks. I was like, <laughs> okay then. And then her reply back to me, the first thing she put was straw man arguments, full stop. I thought, what? You're just putting that to try and sound smart. Cause you think I, you, you expect that I don't know what a straw man argument is. It means arguing against a false point. How am I doing that? I'm asking questions about your points. I thought, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And one of the things I put at the bottom of my comment to this lady, because uh, she seemed very angry, um, I put something like, being angry never being angry never helps, try supporting and loving people instead. Something like that. Poking the bear a little bit. Yeah, um, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she put a comment back, putting, um, being angry has changed the world, like in the past. <laughs> I was like, I'm not trying to, I wasn't talking about changing the world. I'm a nutritionist, not an anarchist. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help. We're helping people lose weight. What do you mean? I meant when has anger, when has being angry at anything ever helped people be healthier and happier? That's what we're trying to do. It doesn't, does it? Um,
1: Star Wars tells you it's the path to the dark side. Ah! That's (laughs) hilarious. Uh, uh, uh. No. Best not to.
0: Best not to. No. No. And then I got about 15 messages of people saying, you're the worst nutritionist ever. You're awful. I would never work with you. And I was just (laughs) laughing for so long. These people don't even know me. They're they're her attack dogs. The the attack dogs came (laughs) on on the (laughs) defence. Especially, cause they hate slimming and they hate diets. She, she's, yes. The, yes, the lady on the Instagram was louder than she was intelligent. She's, she's very loud, <laughs> but no, but not. She's Boom. not She's not she's not really thinking through what she's writing. The thing she wrote didn't really make sense. She just shouts this this is her. We I hate diets and this is her followers. Yes, you go girl. We also hate diets. That's all of their points together. I hate diets. Everyone else goes, me too. I also hate dieting. Yeah. And then along comes me with reasoning, and my name on Instagram is Slim Society. <gasps> that's that's offensive to them, isn't it? They don't like they don't no, like society they don't like slimming. I'm the... Who who talks about slimming the society? It's everything they
1: hate.
0: (laughs) Out came the attack dogs. Got so many messages. You're the worst guy ever. You're the worst nutritionist I've ever seen. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. I literally checked my watch. I thought, is it April Fool's Day? What's happening in this situation? I've never heard anything like this. Is it suddenly backwards day? What's going on about this, 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 is a ridiculous, I don't know, this is a ridiculous thing to say. It really cheered me up, honestly, and I made a nice post <laughs> about it on Facebook, so I got some nice content out of it, and I didn't reply. <laughs> I took the higher ground in my opinion. They thought they would, by putting loads of snotty comments to me. I found it hilarious, so I was happy. They were happy. The lady on the Instagram put some snotty thing that she thought sounded smart back to me, and her followers were like, yeah, get him. <laughs> so, so, so she thought she got me. Her followers were like, yeah, you should, that guy. And I, I loved it as well. I thought, that is hilarious. I loved her social justice warrior mental gymnastics. She was playing to get around to these points she was making to me. I thought that is ridiculous. I enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. I thought let's leave it. Everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even replied! Everyone's happy. <laughs> Probably best. When I saw that about if someone offers me some fruit, I'll scream at them. I thought there's no there's no reasoning with these people. Literally, <laughs> literally, it, no. It's, there's no reasoning. There's no reason. No. We have to continue the, the positivity journey without them. I'm sorry, Andrina. I I, tried I think to, so.
1: I think we need to, we just have to save ourselves.
0: No, we just have to carry on. I know. I only save the people who ask me to save them. Literally. I try not to bug other people. And I tried at that minute because I was being inflammatory. And I just thought, oh, oh, fine. If you want to discuss, let's discuss then. I, I like arguing online, especially about nutrition. Come on. <laughs> anyway, crazy or what? Crazy. Very, very
1: crazy indeed. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only Instagram,
0: isn't it? What you're going to do? Yeah, it's only Instagram. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: it's true. It's
0: true. People commenting back, it's no big deal, is it? It's no, no. Big deal. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, let's go back to the original topic of conversation, though. You're doing really well on the programme. Can I ask you a little bit about how all this started? If that's okay, like like how did you how did you first hear about my program in the past?
1: Okay, uh, so I'm not sure if you picked this up from my post yet, but I have a best friend called Brenda, and uh, she's kind of like my big sister, really. Uh, she's always trying to look out for me, and um, she's actually really sweet, and uh, she's she's a fabulous friend to have in your corner. So basically, I've been At my gym, we run, or Connor runs um, eight-week, 12-week nutrition challenges periodically. And uh, I always do really well on them because um, he's fab. He does, you know, he's got really great um, ethos, very similar to yourself, flexible dieting, um, moderation. Obviously, we all know um, whole foods, are the best for us, they've got the most nutrients, etc. But you know, a wee bit of fun foods is um, can be can be factored in, and you know, not to get too stressed about um occasions coming up, being just being mindful and getting back on track right away and um, moving forward. So, I've been doing that sort of thing, but it's kind of got me into a wee bit of a kind of yo yo type scenario, um, lately. And um, I'm not I'm not at a weight that I'm particularly happy with at the moment. Um, I lost I lost five stone a few years ago.
0: Oh my god! Um, that's Powerful. Well done.
1: Yeah, but I'm probably about about two stone heavier than my lightest currently, and um, I've been struggling to find. I keep trying, and I I um, I. I Post my my goals and I I look for the small wins and I look for positivity and I look at my non-scale victories and um, and I do my best. I keep trying, but I do find um, without a bit of support and accountability, I struggle a bit on my own. So earlier this year, I was feeling pretty down. I was I um, was quite stressed. Um, you know, pandemic stuff on top of ordinary life stuff um quite hard and um I said I'd, I'd had a conversation with her about some thoughts I'd been having about you know oh, maybe if I could find myself like a, a nutrition coach that could help um but I didn't really know I, did, I, I wasn't really doing very much about it I didn't particularly start exactly looking I follow lots of of um, fitness people online and some of them have programs, some of them don't. Um, I haven't really ever signed up to some of them because I really love going to my gym. So I didn't want somebody to give me a program that I've got to go and do by myself. Um, so, So anyway, I just had this conversation with her and then unbeknownst to me, she went away and started researching nutritionists and trying to find somebody that she thought and I might like, and um she she came across your page, and um, I think she thought, um, like you're very enthusiastic, you're very passionate, and I like those things, um, it's flexible dieting is your kind of thing you're not you're not prescriptive um, and you seem to know your stuff, so she thought, mm, maybe, maybe she might like." maybe she might do well working with him so she told me so we are we are blender a
0: shout out then don't we i the amazing yes thank thank you so much because it's going so well it was a good decision it's going so well for for us isn't it we've been a great team
1: i told her about doing this thing today and i told her about that this week and then i said you know um it's like amazing i'm i'm really happy i feel supported and that things are going well and she said, oh, I'm so pleased. She said, I was so nervous. Because um, I, I hadn't realised that there was all this research had gone into this. I thought she'd just gone, oh, he seems all right. I'm doing a minute like this.
0: Amazing, Brenda, trying her best. <laughs> and hitting the nail on the head. She knows you perfectly. We're a great team. She we does. Get, she knows we get along really swimmingly, well. don't we? <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm delighted. I'm, uh, I feel as if I've got... I've got the kind of missing bit of my my health and wellness toolbox because I'm loving my loving my biking, loving going to the gym, um, and I try always try with my nutrition, but having like yourself in the group. It just makes me feel like I'm. I've got that. You 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 said before you you can go through this, but um, you said is there ABCs ABCs of what people need to lose weight, and the B is the belonging.
0: Okay, that's do- so good. Not such good knowledge from you. <laughs> Lucky, amazing. This is,
1: this is the bit that I feel I was kind of needing. Yes. Um, because I, I I'm, I'm undoubtedly I will need guidance and, and you'll need to tell me th- things and I guess read me in perhaps. But I, I have learned, I've been doing this for quite a long time. I I know lots about myself. I'm a huge introspective uh, self-analyzer. I, I, uh, I journal. I, I try to um, analyze my feelings and try and work out why I'm feeling certain ways and why certain behaviours that are not helpful to me are happening, and um, I try all of that, but it's hard to do these things completely on your own. It's you, you need you need a support system, you need a coach, and I um, I, I feel really positive. So
0: oh that's amazing so that makes sense yeah so you were uh, enjoying your gym work and the eight week sort of blast programs they do there but you were just looking for a little bit of support in between that as well because things were getting yes. a little bit off track in between those times yes. which makes sense and that you said that was causing some kind of yo-yo up and down Um, so you were just <laughs> yeah. looking for some not alternate support but extra complementary support
1: <laughs> exactly because I, I honestly, I can't tell you how much I love the engine room. They are just see-through lockdown. Um, you know, Connor was—he lent out equipment to everybody. He did. Um, he'd organised like online classes. You know, we had um, we had challenges, and and people were were supporting each other. It's really like a a kind of community thing. It's 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 a great thing to be part of, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to give that up for the world, really. So. That's amazing. Tell, tell
0: people um where, just in case any listeners happen to be near there, <laughs> where, where actually is this gym?
1: So Connor uh, is in Falkirk in Scotland.
0: Falkirk, the uh, famous Falkirk.
1: The famous Falkirk, yes. And um, in my opinion, um it's the best it's the best gym in the country. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yes, amazing.
1: <laughs> so um, so yeah, so this this for me is really perfect. Um I feel like I've got I, I I've got my two corners. I've got my corner at the gym for them <laughs> for doing all that stuff. And then yourself for, for supporting my nutrition. It just seems to be working really well just now. So
0: Yes, I um I completely agree. We're moving forward really nicely. You're making changes as best you can. The weight's coming down nice and consistently, isn't it? You check in yeah. with me often. That's that's probably the biggest part of the program. Like I think sometimes people misunderstand really what my program's about because it is about... Food education, but not yeah. not in the way people really think people think oh I already know what to do But what the education is on is how to fit how to how to do what you know you should do It's how to fit it into your lifestyle Okay I know, I know that everybody knows really that they should eat a bit less and move a bit more if you've got weight loss goals That's the basics of it, isn't it? But it's okay. How are we actually going to do that and fit it into your life? That's what and make it sustainable and manageable. That's what we really teach people <clears throat> The other half of the program is the accountability and support isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I always tell every single person in the consultation because I have a, either a video call or a phone call or an in-person meeting, depending where people are. Um, like you live in Scotland. I live in Sheffield and we're working together as a great team. They are on- yeah. The online program, it's its fantastic, isn't it? It's fantastic through nowadays through technology. We've got Facebook and video calls and Zoom, like we're on now and all this kind of stuff. We can stay in great contact. And we, we stay in contact every single day. And I say to every single person in the consultation, like I was mentioning, that the most important part of success on the program is the feedback from the client to me. What I've always seen throughout all of history is the people who feedback the most always get the best results. That's how it goes. It's not the people who've got the most weight to lose or the people who even really try the hardest, depending on what your class is trying the hardest. It's not the people who make the most changes fastest or anything like this. It's the people who feedback the most. They get the best results because if they feedback when they're doing well, they'll get continued motivation because I'll say, yeah, good, continue. And other people in the group will say, yeah, good, you're doing fantastic. They'll think I am doing fantastic because they're getting that positive motivation and feedback coming back to them to continue going on. So it yeah. keeps pushing you. And then if they feedback when they're struggling, that's how we support them. So we jump straight into action. So if you, if you, for example, start to get really hungry or your cravings start to get under control or you start to feel really fatigued or worn down or bored of the processes that we're doing or, you know, lacking motivation, anything like this, Um, I know you will, because you comment and check in every single day with what you've done and how you're feeling. You even do something fantastic and unique that I've never seen anybody do on the program before, which is rate your hunger and craving levels on a one to ten, don't you? Ten being being hungry, craving death. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and one being you are Guatama Buddha and you're just too holy for food and you have absolutely no desire for pleasures of the mouth. I I care not for this pleasure of the mouth. For food, no. <laughs> what is this? No. I care only for weight loss and health. On <laughs> the and it, it's, I don't think it's ever been a one or a ten, has it so far? It's always.
1: <clears throat> oh, I've I've been zero the last couple of days. I would have said no craving, hunger, or cravings at all. I've been oh, doing very now. good. Although actually, on uh, was it Wednesday? I think Wednesday I was probably a seven. So it, it, fluctu- very, it fluctuates
0: daily, doesn't it? It's normal. Yeah, yeah you're, you're usually somewhere middling mid range. Yes. It's yeah, some days it's low, some days it's high. Yeah. yeah, I've seen you go as high as seven and eights and stuff like this for sure. But I get those yeah. days too. It never, yeah, I get, I get those days too. Um, last week I remember I had cookie dough cravings so bad I was actually in pain. Oh my I, I, I was actually, I was actually, in, I wanted cookie dough so bad, I was physically in pain. <laughs> oh it was, I didn't do anything about it. I didn't do anything like
1: about sourdough toast.
0: Sourdough toast, I love. I also love sourdough toast. That's amazing. I've been looking into making my own sourdough bread recently, but I've just not started it. Uh, you need yeah. to get. Um, there's an
1: artisan baker in Perthshire. And um, they do over lockdown because they really only served um, like restaurants etc but then obviously during lockdown restaurants weren't open so they they diversified and they started delivering to people's homes so i now get a delivery every four weeks of four loaves of like 900 gram uh, sourdough loaves and this weekend is actually wild hearth bakery weekend so the new bread's coming, which is just as well, because I've only got one slice in the freezer. And um, I get, we get, they do like um, fruit fruit danishes. So every four weeks I get one of these absolutely fantastic um, fruit danishes. I will post a picture tomorrow. It's, they're amazing. That's so,
0: amazing. How many fruit danishes mm-hmm. do you get? One. One. Yes. That's, amazing. That's amazing. This is why you're losing weight and doing great. Most people would think, I can only I can only get fruit Danishes once every four weeks, and then I need 17. Oh. Clearly, <laughs> I need 17. No, doesn't it? <laughs> but you only buy one, you eat it, and then it's done. It's yes. mindful eating, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you eat da- Danishes and lose weight. I love that. And I was just going <laughs> to ask you yeah, if you freeze some of the loaves, you must do because they. Yeah,
1: yeah. Slice them up. They wouldn't last them. that long. It's a busy weekend of of, and you know sourdough is quite tough to cut, so I, I get working in slicing the bread, bag it into a uh, little freezer bags, and then I freeze it.
0: Oh, that's so, very organised. You're taking that bread seriously. You do do oh take. Yeah. You're taking that toast serious.
1: <laughs> it's so delicious. It's often one of the things I'm grateful for each day. My sourdough toast in the morning. I just, it's just
0: delicious. That's lovely, isn't it? Sometimes it's the simple things in life. I also, I also agree. Sometimes it's the simple things in life. I am also a massive bread lover. Um, mm. Sometimes I eat bread three times per day. Literally, I'll have three meals and I'll eat bread at every single meal. <laughs>
1: Probably, I'm trying. I try to be. I try to have one slice a day.
0: So that's good. One
1: slice for breakfast, mm. and that's that's generally sometimes. If, if it's been, like, Wednesdays are quite uh, busy days for me because I, I go to the gym and I go for a walk. Um, so I don't really eat dinner as such. Sometimes it's like a slice of sardine toast and a, a protein shake because I feel as if that's carbs, protein and fat.
0: I do that so. sometimes as well. You're right. You, you feel like it's that because it's exactly that. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also have some, either some, like, fruit and a shake sometimes or toast and a shake sometimes. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. That's definitely that's definitely a good choice for like a light little low calorie. Not quite a snack. It's not quite a meal. It's like halfway in between. Yeah. Um, another thing that I find interesting is: Did you know that the? Did you know that sourdough bread was? It was the first type of bread it was that yes. felt, yeah it's the oldest type of bread and we still love it now it's the oldest type of bread yes. ever discovered um baker's yeast like we do like we use dry yeast i think that was only invented in like the 1800s or something like this or
1: and that they, they invented that is it the, the the can i call it wrapper bread but the the chorley method of of um, making bread is is a fairly recent construct and and because it's it's much faster than mm. um making sourdough um i think that's why it's it can be more challenging on the on the gut i i just love sourdough it's just the best
0: some people find sourdough easier to digest you know
1: yes absolutely
0: it's literally so different for for each person um nearly every single person has some foods that upset their stomach to some level there's not many people that can eat anything they want in any quantity and it's just fine mm. that's not usual um like i have ibs and a lot of people do uh, literally a massive percentage of people do a lot of people just don't understand what it is but I- ibs just means stomach ache it means mean if you eat some certain types of food and it, and then you you get any sort of stomach issue at all um we'll not discuss the various types of things it could be but people can use their imaginations <laughs> 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 then that's ibs that's IBS, yes. literally. Um, and I, I have this. There's certain fruits I can't eat. There's certain vegetables I can't eat. I'm also lactose intolerant, so I have to get I have to get lactose free dairy um, options and stuff, which is fine. But for me, um, luckily, I can eat bread forever and nothing happens. No, Ooh, it's just yeah, it just works so well for me with bread, <laughs> literally so well. Um, <clears throat> so I feel I feel quite lucky in that respect. Sorry, your video keeps pausing again. I'm just going to reset it on there. There we go. There might be something wrong. There might be something wrong with the connection there. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, apologies. Sure. Probably me.
0: So shout out to Brenda then for-, yeah. for linking us up there.
1: Come on. Yeah, she did a good job. She's feeling quite proud of herself because I've told her that I'm uh, I'm doing really well and I'm feeling so much happier, and um, so she's she's feeling good. So.
0: Yeah, you, you you've spoken to me a few times about feeling happier in general, and why do you think that is? Because you're just taking positive action and making positive changes in your life, and it's sort of snowballing and compounding. Or what do you think?
1: Well, we had a conversation last week about because um, I'd listened to um, one of Ben Coomber's podcasts about um, like the the kind of delayed gratification thing and, and choosing to eat things that don't fit with what you say your goals are um, now, rather than giving up that and, and and going for fat loss in the future. And it was quite impactful for me because I was thinking, right, I, I need to think about like what my why is, why so why am I doing this? Because in all honesty, do I, can I at this point I'd like to lose at least two stone, right? Mm-hmm. Can I, at this point, actually visualize myself successful in having done this? What will that feel like? What will that look like to me? Actually, I have no idea. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and so do I think I'll get there? Maybe. I, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> yes, I so, understand.
1: So, therefore, if I'm sitting with pals and we're having a great time or we're having drinks and we're having nachos and blah, 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 for me to give up that pleasure now for, for, a, for a pleasure in the future that I don't even know if I'll get and I don't even know what that will feel like, that feels like a poor transaction. You know, this this now feels good to me. I, I'm going to choose that. So, so I was thinking, right, so I need something, I need something more powerful now to set against that. And um and actually I then was thinking, right, well, think about how you've been feeling the last couple of weeks, because the last couple of weeks I have felt really good. It's felt like um, you know, I've been doing my exercise, which has been going great. I've been getting out of my bike. The weather's been amazing. Um, my nutrition has been good. I've been eating lots of vegetables. And so I've been feeling good inside myself. Um, I've been really good at getting my, my two litres of water in. And so I feel as if that's making a huge difference to my skin, um, my hunger levels. Just, you know, I'm feeling really well hydrated, but good energy levels and stuff. So... I'm feeling really good now, and I'm feeling really good now because I'm, I've got these habits in place which support my health and well-being. So actually, why am I doing this? I'm doing this to feel good right now. So I think um, I think that's why that's why I'm doing it. So the fat loss, hopefully, yes, it comes. Um, I would like it. But actually, the reason to do this is is just to feel good right now, and um,
0: I actually can't remember what you asked me. know, so. <laughs> but that's okay. I loved I loved what you said though. Um, I loved I loved what you said. I also um, like Ben Kumba. I think he's a good guy. First off, yeah. Um, Yep. I used to listen to his podcast too. I think that's great. I loved what you said there about the immediate gratification versus delayed long-term gratification. In terms of philosophy, it's called stoicism versus Epicureanism. Stoicism is delay pleasure now to receive something greater in the future. It's saving money. It's going to school, going to university. It's even working because we have to work for a month before we get paid. So it's going to work every day, that's stoicism. Dieting, healthy eating, that's stoicism. Preparing for your future, putting into a retirement fund, you know, all this kind of stuff, that's all stoicism. On the other hand, there's Epicureanism, which is YOLO, it's you only live once, it's carpe diem, live for the day, isn't it? Um, and what's the truth oh, of these? And you
1: know all this stuff. <laughs> 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 Thank you.
0: Um, I don't know about many things in life you know. Um, I don't know about many things in life. I know about nutrition and health and fitness and a little bit about philosophy and a little bit about history. Um, if, we, if we start going out of the edges of these areas, it all gets very shaky and crumbly. <laughs> um, but what, what's the best in these situations? It's both, isn't it? It's both. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, there's no, there's no better one. If you, if you only live for today and this is, yeah, you only live once. Let's party. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So let's live for today. That's all definitely true. But if you don't plan for the future at all, I mean, what's the chance you're going to have a future? Because so far you've died exactly zero times, you know, so your life to death ratio is perfect on life. So there is a possibility you might die tomorrow, but what's the possibility really? It's pretty slim, to be honest, isn't it? So we should live for today, but we should also definitely plan for tomorrow, because statistically speaking, for most of us, there is going to be tomorrow. So if we screw tomorrow to just quote unquote live or have fun or pleasure today, this starts to create some kind of strange cycle, doesn't it? But, but on the other on the other side of it, if you only think about the future and you never live for today, there's no guarantee you'll ever get to the future. That's also true. So you can't just, I don't know, squirrel away every penny and never eat any calories and don't ever indulge in this or that or have any fun or, you know, take any chances. Because then, you then you'll... It's
1: like the thing you said the other day um, about the... Or maybe it was in one of the lectures about uh, taking the middle road... Yes, you need you need to take the middle road. You need a little bit of both.
0: You definitely need both. Balance is the balance to most things is often best, isn't it? Like if you if you look at Zen, it's the yin and yang, isn't it? It's it's both sides of it coming together to create the one thing. Without without one of them, they can't even really be the other. They need to be together. There needs to be a little bit of both, and that is one of the things that's. difficult about dieting um, in, psycholo- in, in psychology and especially with drug addiction and stuff like this, there's an acronym and it's called Nick. and it's positive, immediate, certain, and then negative, something something (laughs) i forgot what the last two are but it's it's for when people are addicted to things they the the thing that it gives them is that it's positive it's immediate and it's certain that's why they go back to it all the time it's kind of the same with food as well like if somebody really loves cake they're positive that they love cake they know when they taste it they're going to like it they're going to like it immediately and they're definitely going to like it because they bought the type of cake or junk food that they like same sort of thing with drugs people know when they take drugs it's going to be it's going to feel positive for them at least in that moment, it's releasing chemicals or putting chemicals into their system, it's going to be immediate, and it's definitely going to work, as long as they've got a good dealer, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know. um, and this is what drives people back to these immediate gratification habits, and to some extent it makes perfect sense, because the human brain is not really wired up for long-term thinking. For most of human history, we've been hunter-gatherers, and the average age was like Thirty. the the average sorry lifespan, not the average age. The average age someone lived to was like thirty, literally. So you and you could have get you could have got eaten by a tiger at any point if there's an ice age or you know you can't find any it's food. Yeah, if you can't find any food for a couple of days as a hunter gatherer, it's me and you with spears and flipping cloths round as <laughs> waistlines. You know, it's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. So you never know. You never know. Um, what could happen, literally. So we are wired up to be more short-term thinking because life's supposed to be more short-term. We're only really supposed to worry about do we have food now and shelter, and are we getting attacked by an opposing tribe or animals right now? If not, if we were hunter-gatherers, everything would be fine if we've got food and shelter and we're not getting attacked. We're good. Let's chill. Light so we just a, good, yeah. yeah, in the, in that situation, that that's what stresses are supposed to be like. Now though, we've got society, we've got structure, we've got safety, and this is all amazing. I'm not against these things. Any of these, these are amazing. It just creates different problems. Now we've got 10 or 30-year mortgages and 10-year plans and you know, all the all these external stresses and finances and jobs and career progression and look, all this stuff coming in all the time. And sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming. So it's natural for us to want to be a little bit more short-term thinking, but now we live in a long-term world. So we have to really try and put effort into creating this balance with like money management. You have to, yes, we should spend some money now and have some fun and go on holiday. If you just squirrel it all away, you're boring, you have a rubbish life. But if you if you just spend all of it immediately and you don't make any savings, you're living on the edge and that's not protecting your future, isn't it? So it's the same thing with food. We need to have some fun today, eat some things we like definitely. Yes, go out for some meals, order some takeaways, enjoy the finer things in life. But we also need to be thinking about the future, the future that probability and statistically is going to come. So we need to be taking that into account too, don't we? And I really love what you've done there where every day you do gratitude, every day you're thinking about what is this doing for me? How am I feeling today versus how I used to feel? Trying to generate these positive emotions immediately inside you based on the um, actions that you've taken. That's why I liked it at the start of the call as well. When you you said you'd lost weight and you went, and you said you're on fire and you're fantastic. I think good, definitely reward yourself immediately. Definitely feel good right now for the actions that you've taken. I also try and be a little bit of an external gratification for people. That's a positive, immediate and certain gratification. I try and answer all of my private messages every single day, so I'm usually I'm usually answering everybody on the same day, the people in the program, that they message me. And every day, some people message me with, hey, I've lost weight. And that's cool, isn't it? They're feeling good. They've seen the weight go down. I try and be one of the picnics, the positive, immediate, certain things for them, where they know they can message me saying, hey, my weight's gone down. And they know they will get a positive, immediate, and certain reply from me. You know, and that'll give them, hopefully, a little bit of a boost to then think, yeah. It's
1: one of the, it's one of the things I love um, because you you do always you're very responsive to messages and you're always like a positive cheerleader and you've got the the great advice and you know bit of bit of humor and stuff in there. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really good positive thing for the programme, I would say very much. So I, I like I am very, very much a person who responds to um oh you're doing well I think oh yes I am I'm going to try it
0: yes that's amazing that's amazing Um, and again some people do like that and some people don't you know some people have joined the yeah some people have joined the program and they don't like it some people have literally joined and said everybody's so nice here that I find it weird and I mean, what can you say to that? I just have to say, okay, like a lot of people won't like my personality. And maybe when I talk and explain nutrition, it doesn't make sense to them. They think, what, who's this guy? What's he talking about? It makes no sense. A lot of people think that. When you hear it, I just talk the way that I talk. When you hear it, you liked it and Brenda liked it. Thank you very much. A lot of people maybe not, but that's okay. That's not my fault and it's not their fault. I just do it my way, other people do it their way. They'll find a fitness professional that works for them with a plan and a program that works for them. My way is I think that maximum support is the best. I like to be in close contact with my members. I like to know who they are. I like to respond to people every day. It helps you, it also helps me. Every single day, it makes me literally wake up early Feeling like I have to do things and I am someone and I am required in the world and I have have a place in society Because I know that people are gonna be asking me questions and they're gonna want some help even even if it's just only in a food way you know, I'm not Jesus. I'm not trying to change the world like that, like that woman on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to help people eat a little bit better, but it, it helps me being in contact with my members every single day as well. Cause I, I wake up and have to get myself ready early and get my, my own gym work and food and stuff sorted early and out of the way so that I can then give my time to other people who are definitely going to be wanting it. And this is good. This gives me great fulfillment and place in life if that makes sense so it's I good for like, me
1: i like the way you put things and actually in the program one of the things i like you know it's it's the same um so before um i had like a, a calorie deficit figure that i was working to and we had worked that out based on what we thought my maintenance was and taken sort of 500 calories off it and that was that's what we made my my calorie deficit that I was aiming for. And when, if I was when, when
0: was this? Sorry,
1: with with Connor at my my gym here. Yeah, so,
0: okay, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> so that's um, so that was like my my deficit figure, and and if I were to go over that a little bit, that's fine. Maybe another day I'll be under it a little bit. Yeah, but I feel the way you've kind of tweaked it. There's my my maintenance figure. And basically, that's there there for me every day. And actually, if if I'm feeling it's a good day for fat loss, then then I'll be under. But if not, just seek to maintenance. Now, that was always available to me, always. Um, But I think just, just flipping it around that way means that... So now, I don't... Well, actually, I have gone over. But generally speaking, I don't go over. Some days, I'm you know, a a reasonable chunk under. Some days I'm like 10 calories under, but I think being able to feel that you're under means that you feel successful and you feel more successful every day. And it's like success breeds success, you know? So I quite like like that. And there's a couple of other things that you've said that I thought, "Mm -hmm, it's all about that way. And, you know, I think it's good.
0: Thank you. I really appreciate that. We are... The only fat loss program I've ever seen that set people's calorie goals up that way. Nearly everybody gives people a specific calorie number or a calorie deficit to go for. And like you said, the way that we kind of look at it is we work out for people what the most amount of calories they can eat on one day is without gaining any weight back. So that's your ceiling. That's your that's your maximum preferable calorie intake. Sometimes, again, yeah, people go over it sometimes. So do I. It's fine. If you go a bit over it sometimes, nothing happens. Um, but we set a top calorie ceiling goal, and then just say basically, try and not go over that if you can. <laughs> your, your calorie goal is, is, a, is a range from zero to the maximum you can eat without gaining any weight back, zero to the maintenance level each day. For most ladies, that works out at zero to 2,000 calories per day. And when I say zero, nobody ever eats zero, and we don't recommend that. A more realistic calorie range would be something like, let's say 1,200 to 2,000 per day something like that, wouldn't it? So it's a big range for people to fall in with a lot of chance for success, you're exactly right. Um, I don't agree really with any specific calorie targets. Like, it, it doesn't matter what number you say, I don't I don't really agree with it. If it's 1500, 1700, 2000, 1750, for any person, I never say to them, you should eat this many calories exactly. Because whatever number I set them, they're not gonna manage it. You can't get a 500 deficit every day, even if you try. And if you get a 200 deficit, you, if if I set you a goal of 500 deficit, and you get a 200 deficit, you're going to think that's not good. What? I know. This is, this is definitely though, good. Even
1: though rationally you know it it's is. good,
0: it's great. Yeah. It's just a wrong but perspective.
1: Think,
0: what, what it's it like is, is setting is. the target as a bullseye only. It's like you're playing darts, and we're playing darts, and we're only going to count it, count the points if we hit bullseye. If we if we get near bullseye, we'll say, "Oh, don't worry, try again." But it, that's not how it works. You know, or it's like playing golf. Oh, we're only going to count it if we're hole in one. Even if we get under par and we're doing really well, no, that doesn't matter. We'll just get hole in one or bust. Mm, I I don't really like that. What my job is for a lot of people, when a lot of people come to see me, they've got low dietary self-esteem. Which I want to come back to this to to talk to you about this soon as well. Like you said about your confidence in finishing the journey and in being successful, that's what I refer to as dietary self-esteem. Not all of your self-esteem and how how you think you're gonna be successful in all of your life, just with dieting or weight loss, self-esteem or whatever your goals in this specific area kind of thing. A lot of people come to me and they're not confident. And it makes sense because they failed 59 diets in the past and they've heard this shit from people like me before speeches about how it's all going to be great and we can do it. They've heard it before. They think, oh yeah, this is just another guy with the same sort of speech, same sort of thing, different same same story, different guy, Oh, you know, something like this. And it makes sense. But my job is to build people's self-esteem back up in this area by creating as much success for them as possible. That's why we set very easy, manageable, achievable targets. That's why I, I agree every single target with the client as a team. I never say to people, you are going to do this. And they always also aren't allowed to pick what they do at random, we both have to agree so I might say I think these targets might be decent, what do you think? And then people can say no They can they can literally say to me no that sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in history. Or some people might say I've tried that before though and I hate it or it sucked or it didn't work for me or I just hate that. Then we don't have to do it. There's millions of ways of healthy eating isn't there? There's millions of ways of moving and exercise. So try and be as flexible as possible to people's goals.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think also it's just that, that bit about being that little bit better. So I'm currently setting myself a target of um, 10,000 steps. Now, I I absolutely know that 10,000 steps a day is not a magic number. It doesn't mean anything at all. But for me, it's a little bit of a nudge more than I would normally get. So I could normally be sitting about 6,000 steps. So 10,000 steps feels to me a little bit more and I can do it. So, um, so that makes me feel successful when I kick that off and I've no plans really at the moment to put that up because I, I agree with progressive challenge, but sometimes that's good enough. And if I can hit that every day, that's brilliant. So,
0: yep. Um, one of my friends said to me once in in a situation like that, he said, good enough, by definition, is good enough. Yes. And I thought that is, you're exactly right. Like you said, sometimes it's good enough. If it's good enough, it, that's why it's called good enough. Because you don't yes. have to do more because it's good enough. Good enough, I agree. Yes. I agree. I agree. And what I always try and teach people with fat loss as well is... Going harder is not the way to be more successful at fat loss. Going, doing more is very, well I can't say it's very rarely the correct option because some people don't do enough and they need to do more, but if you're already losing weight and you're doing what you can, a lot of people think I should be doing more. No, the way to be successful in fat loss is not to do it more or harder, it's to do it for longer. That's the thing that gets people. If to some extent, the harder you make it for yourself now, if you just start doing 15 or 20,000 steps, or you start taking your calorie intake lower and lower, or you start exercising twice per day, it's gonna go really well now for a couple of weeks, but you're gonna burn yourself out. And and most people have got a decent length of time. That loss takes a while to accumulate, doesn't it? Most people do, on most programs in the world, most people do one to two pounds per week something like that, some, some loss. So then you can work that out for yourself. How long is it going to take ish on average? And it's hard to lose two pound a week as well. You've got to really be slogging it. It's
1: really hard to be it's honest, hard. half to one is, uh, is, is, is my probably happy place. That's lovely. Everyone's... It's really slow. I mean, it's really slow, but actually it's more sustainable. You can actually do it. This is part of
0: it, isn't it? This is part of it. Um, one of the things I say in the lectures is fast is fun, but slow is sustainable. Which one's best? Neither. Both. Literally, literally. science even shows this in Dietary Success. People who diet faster lose more weight on average. People who diet slower keep more weight off. So what should we do? Should we lose more weight or should we be keeping it off? both preferably Neither's better we don't want to lose weight fast and then gain it back we also don't want to lose weight so slowly that you get bored of it and lose motivation people who lose weight fast they feel more motivated because they see the scale going down it's the only thing that gets people through these VLCDs and 500 calorie a day diets and supplement and shake only diets I call them S diets soup, shake, supplement and shit diets (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's the only thing the only thing that gets people through them is nearly every day sometimes Every day they can step on the scale and it's gone down again because they're starving themselves to death, and that motivation and a little bit of adrenaline just <laughs> flipping keeps them going. Um, and, and it, that is a real thing, that is a real thing. And I also have to take that into account as a coach because when people join my program, one of the things I really try and do is get people a good result right at the beginning so that they can get a boost of motivation, see that it's going to work, worry a little bit less. Think, oh my, oh, it is working this, okay, I can do it a little. Just give them that little bit of a, a boost and confidence, try and get a good result right at the beginning. People like to lose weight fast, it's fun and it's motivating. But yes. it's it's also not giving yourself chance sometimes to acclimatize and to do the habit changes necessary to keep it going afterwards. But if we lose weight slow, it does allow the habit change and it is more sustainable in that way. But there's a risk of you getting bored of it and getting sick of doing it, because it just it, it, if it just takes ages. You know, if it took months and months and months and months or years and years for some people, I know, I know nobody wants that, do they? Mm-hmm. So there's a bat So which is best? Neither. A balance between both. And that's why on our program, I recommend to people to just take it day by day and play it by year. Sometimes have periods of going fast. If you feel like, right, for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to drop my calories down and bump up my exercise. I'm going to go savage and try and get one or more pounds off. I think, fantastic, I'm not going to hold you back, but then we might have to, after a few weeks, we might have to scale it back a bit. Go back down to your half a pound of loss for a few weeks, so you get your energy levels back up, you relax. You have to do this with exercise too, like I do weightlifting. If you want to get stronger, you have to plan periods of time, four, six, eight weeks, where you're going to blast an exercise, shoulder press, or something really hard, but you can't just blast it non-stop forever. That's crazy, that's how you get injuries. You can't just keep putting the weight up every week. At some point, it's gonna become a struggle and you're not gonna be able to just keep pushing more weights. Then you scale it back, take a rest or drop the reps down or drop the weight down a bit, leave it for a week or two, get your energy levels back up, resensitize to the exercise, blast it again. It's the same with diet as well, it's the same with diet. So I encourage people to take periods of time, if you're motivated and if you're feeling good, to lose weight as fast as you can, go for it. Do everything you can, I'm not here to hold you back. But we also need to be taking period of time going slower We like to, we we even recommend that people spend time eating around maintenance on purpose, don't we? To get your energy levels back up, to allow the habit changes to settle in, to learn how to eat a medium calorie intake not just way too much because fuck it, we don't care and we're not dieting. And then, oh, another super restrictive diet. People just usually hover between these two things. They're either on a diet or off a diet. Off a diet's too many calories. On a diet's flipping 500 calories. And they just go back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, never learning to actually eat medium maintenance, moderate calories in the middle. So I like people to spend some time creating deficits, definitely, and moving forward fast, get that weight off, let's do it, we wanna achieve the goal, keep your motivation up, keep moving, but also some periods of time, we need to just breathe for a second, learn to eat medium, learn to eat maintenance, get our energy levels back up. It seems slower to people at first, but it's actually faster, because it actually gets you to the end. You can go very fast to nowhere, or you can go medium speed to success, (laughs) and getting to the actual goal is more successful than not getting there.
1: and still take part in your life. And I think that's the that's the thing um, because you don't want to put your life on hold for the next eight weeks because I'm really focused on my diet and I don't want Correct. to go out and I don't want to see anybody. You want to be able to try and, and incorporate it into life so that this can then be the habit that you learn you I'm need it to, it, otherwise when you go you are- out
0: after the eight weeks, the weight will just come back. You know, if you, yes. th- this is why like programs like The Biggest Loser and like fat loss camps and stuff never work long-term because the, pe- the the ways that people lose weight are artificially created scenarios and environments not congruent to their normal life. So they go somewhere, complete. their normal life is making them overweight. They go somewhere to do different things and become slimmer, then go back to the place and position that was making them overweight. And then they wonder why they're overweight again it's obvious isn't it so rather than trying to just completely do different things and then switch everything oh i'm gonna be no, no 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 no, just start slowly altering your normal life to get it under control
1: yeah i completely agree and i think i liked um i like the new video you posted yesterday about uh oh.
0: camera's playing up again hey
1: Oh no! It was my uh, my phone. Somebody called me. Oh, <laughs> so,
0: yeah, the camera froze. You know, my my
1: <laughs> um, no, you you were you were talking yesterday about um, social life uh, ruining your fat loss. Yes, and uh, the thing that I thought was really funny was when you were saying, "Do you think that thin people don't have enough? Don't have any friends?" <laughs> They're not social. Yeah, that's exactly.
0: That's I know. Exactly I know. So, that's why I said I said beforehand on the video that some people are not going to like it when I say this. <laughs> But it it is, but it's real true life perspective. And some people have had to have really serious words with them because they're just going on through their life all the time, really wanting to improve their health, sometimes being unhealthy, sometimes having physical health issues. Literally they're in pain and their body is being damaged by what they're doing. And they say to me, I just can't lose weight. I just can't do anything about it because I've just got too many social events. But you, you just have to zoom out from the scenario. And what I said on the video was, do you think, do, do, do people think that slim people go to less social events and have less friends and do less things and are less social than overweight people? It's not true. It's, stati- yeah. it's even statistically not true. It's not true. If you, if you see someone who's slimmer, it's not because they do less things than you. It's literally not. It's just due to the food choices that they make while they're doing things, and that is in control. And I try and say this to people, not to be a dick. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> trying to. I'm not trying to upset people. I'm trying to get them to to see in their mind that they can make a separation between seeing their friends and eating to eating and drinking too much. These are not the same thing. Most people, yes, you're exactly right. I know what you're thinking. Most people, they they bring these two things together like they're inextricably linked. And again, it's natural. People have been sitting around fireplaces or sitting around the animal we just hunted or the or the plants we just collected and sharing out food for longer than we've even had history. We've been doing that since before we even invented writing, sitting around food and sharing as a social experience, chatting, sharing food as a way of bonding and a, and a way of even safety. Because if I share my food with you now, because I just killed this animal, if I don't kill one next week, but you do, you shall, but you'll share back this is built into humans to have food as a social event and to chat while we're doing it and to want to share and you know try the so it's natural to want to do these things so most people do do it but in the world that we live in now it's very easy for it to go too far how we most ladies like we we're saying their maintenance is around 2,000 how easy is it to eat over 2,000 calories if we go out to a restaurant with a few cocktails and a dessert we can eat over two more than 2,000 in one meal
1: yeah I actually, as um, a kind of uh, epiphany moment for me, um, when I when I was uh, losing um, weight, the the kind of first big chunk that I that I had lost, and I was thinking, you know, I hadn't actually realised that some people really thought about their calories. I was quite overweight, really quite overweight, and that, and I just thought they were lucky, you know. But actually, then being like in the gym and stuff like that, I realised, no, actually they've done it on purpose. They've actually, they've actually made choices um, and, you know, decided not to have, you know, because they went out last night, oh, I'm not going to have that donut that's there today. I'll I'll not bother having that today. Um, Or they'll go out for an extra walk or as part of their holiday, they try to make, like a lot of activity as part of the day, so that there is a bit more that you can. That you can eat and and they and they're conscious about it, and and so as a as me as as a as a fat person, I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know you did that. I,
0: yeah, I, like, I understand exactly what you mean, and you're exactly right. I will say that there are some people that are slim without trying. Yeah, There are, yeah. literally. Some people have got really active jobs. Some people are really tall or really got good big muscles, which makes you have a fast metabolism. Some people just don't like food as well. Some people literally yeah. don't like eating. It's not many people. It's, it's, literally, it's, all, it's few and far between, but some people don't like food. Some people don't like desserts. They don't like eating. Some people, you know, so there are people that are slim- just by accident or just, it's just the way that it is. But it's not, it's not the majority of people. The majority of people, like you said, if you actually talk to them, they'll say, Oh yeah, I'm going out for a meal tonight. So I've, I skipped breakfast this morning. Or like you said, they build in a bit of a walk or they'll build in some, they, they exercise and stuff like this. This, this is literally why the program is called the six steps to slim. Because the way I designed the program was I looked at what are the, if you split everybody into two groups, the people whose BMIs are higher and the people whose BMIs are lower, what what is the difference? What are the things that the, the, uh, if you look at everybody who's slim overall, what are the most common variables and things that they are doing? Between what are the differences between these two groups? The first one is like you said. What did you just describe? They're thinking about their food and about what they're doing and how it affects them. That's why the the start of the program, six steps to slim step one is called mindful eating. Some people think it's a calorie counting program. It is not a calorie counting program. 50% of people on the program don't calorie count and I don't calorie count. So how's it a calorie counting program? Do we start with calorie counting? Kind of, yes, we start with a food diary of which one part of that is calorie counting, but we also look at other nutritional information and use it to track people's body weight and results as well. But we start off with mindful eating. Overall, people are people who are slimmer are thinking about their food, paying attention to it in some way, caring about it in some way, whether they intermittent fast or they go to Slimming World, or they're a vegetarian or a vegan, either for the health benefits or because they care about the animals. there's something going on where they are actively thinking about their food all the time and having some level of control and influence over it. Number two is that they people who are slimmer on average move more on average, regardless of what type you do, whether it's walking, biking, swimming, yoga, it doesn't matter, higher activity and movement levels. People who are slimmer on average eat healthier foods, literally less processed foods on average, more whole foods, more fruits and vegetables, only five a day, all this kind of business. Um, our fourth step to slim is that people on average who are slimmer snack less, they stick to more well-rounded actual meals of the day, not quote-unquote grazing throughout the day. This is terrible for people's weight management in most instances, not always. Some people graze all day but don't eat real meals but not, and then they're still slim. Everybody knows there's like one person in the office who seemingly just snacks all day but doesn't put on any weight, but what you don't see is that they didn't eat breakfast they, they walk a lot, and when they get home, they don't really eat much either. you know They just literally just graze all day, just on little bits of like a rabbit of some kind. <laughs> um, but snacking and psychology and stress management, isn't it? And then if you look at the two groups as well of high BMI and low BMI, people with higher protein intakes have lower BMIs on average. Even regardless of their food choices or preferences or mindfulness, if, even if you take out people who are calorie counting and everything out of the equations and variables, if you just rank people by protein intake, the higher the protein intake is on average, the lower the BMI is due to more whole food choices as well, faster metabolism. It keeps you fuller for longer. All those kind of businesses. And then the six steps of slim is liquid calorie management, isn't it? Slimmer people on average drink less calories. They, they consume less calories through liquids and oils than on average, um, people who weigh more do. So that, Anyway, sorry that I just gave that entire speech. I just went through the whole flipping six steps of slim, but this, I was just really glad to hear to hear you say that that you 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 took you noticed that people who are are slim are actually trying, and on average, those are the areas that they're trying in. Those are the most effective areas to work at. So that's the areas I work at with people too. People feel like this with me sometimes. I think as well. People see me and I'm quote unquote already slim. That's what they think. And then they think, oh, it must be easy for him. He's already slim. I think, wait a second. You know, if you see me on video every single day or every single week, and I always look the same weight or level of body fat, that means I manage my calorie intake correctly all the time. (laughs) All the time. You've seen me on video for years. I've been making these videos for more than five years. Sometimes every single day, sometimes twice a day. I always look pretty much the same weight or body fat level, don't I? Always. Always managing the calorie intake, always correctly. It's not by accident. I literally do it on purpose. I eat healthy, I walk, I exercise, I have good protein intake. I do my own six steps to slim. I do my own six steps to slim. I also try. (laughs) I practice what I preach. (laughs) Um, One thing I I wanted to go back to then, like I mentioned earlier, was your, your confidence in Finishing the process. And I understood exactly what you meant where you you don't understand what you feel like when you'll get there. That makes perfect sense because you might have never been there before. So even if you thought you could imagine what you can feel what you'd feel like when you've lost this weight or done these things, it's it's, you're just making it up. (laughs) It's only your imagination. You just believe your own imagination strongly in that instance. Whereas you've got a more mindful approach where you understand that you can't predict the future as a human. We don't, crystal balls, sorry, I can't rub my skull. It's not crystal ball. <laughs> I can't rub my skull and then predict the future for you, and neither can you, so you know that you don't know how you feel. Um, when, so that's perfectly normal. I wouldn't worry about that, but, you know, thinking, oh, I don't know how I'll feel. That's normal. It's also normal to not know if you'll get there, because you kind of don't, do you? Anything could happen along the way. Anything could happen. From my perspective, I have 100% full confidence in you. I know that for the people that I work with, unless they quit, eventually we'll get there. It'll take a different length of time for every single person, and no, I cannot predict how long it'll take each person to get there. I can predict average rates of weight loss. I can say most people lose, like you said, half a pound to two pound per week, depending on how tall they are, what their life's like, how easy they find it, what external stresses and struggles they've got, how much freedom and free time they've got. You know, how much, how, what their job's like, what their activity levels are like, how much effort they put in, how much effort they can put in, and on and on and on and on and on. on. All these 1,000 variables that affect people's results. I can't really say how long it'll take somebody to get there, but I know that they'll get there 100% because the way that we've got this program set up is not to win or lose, it's to win or learn, isn't it? That's what the we do a check in post every day into the group, which you are a great participant in, and the check-in post, it's called the check-in post, but it's actually called the win or learn post. Um, That's what it's called originally in the design of the program anyway, not that we really speak about that as such very much, but it's called the win or learn because you're supposed to post something positive if possible. If your day's gone well, post why it's gone well. If it didn't go well, try and post why it didn't go well, and maybe what we can do to either learn from that or do a little bit better next time. Sometimes people learn that if they overeat, Maybe there was nothing they could do about it. Sometimes it's not your fault. Sometimes you just, we all just do it sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we're like, you're right. Okay, maybe, yeah, we can come up with nothing. Then you're off the hook, at least. You can at least sleep well if it wasn't your fault. If if even I agree there was nothing you could have done. <laughs> and then you can sleep well. You don't have to feel bad about it. Sometimes there's nothing you could do. Sometimes though, we learned that we actually could have done better, couldn't we? We made a, we could have zigged when we zagged. We could have gone left when we went right. All right, okay, we understand. Next time we'll try and do a little bit better. If you do that for long enough, Every day you'll either do well or you won't do well, won't you? And if we do well, we'll win. And if we don't do well, we'll learn why we're not doing well. And what will will learning do? Learning will give us the tools and mindfulness and position that we we need to be in to win. We only succeed by learning, don't we? So we need both. And if we just win and learn and win and learn and win and learn for long enough, every single person gets there, literally. For some people, I'm not gonna lie, it takes years. Some people come to me with 15 stone to lose and they're they're not confident in their success. They've failed every diet in the past. They're struggling. They're on highly processed diets all throughout every single day, basically. Low activity levels, health issues as well. Sometimes multiple health issues. There's some people on the program who've got low thyroid, polycystic ovary syndrome, and diabetes. Basically, every, every metabolic disorder you can possibly have. There's some people on the program that have got all of them. If you could tick all the boxes of all the shit you could have going on in your life that makes it hard work and awful, just tick all of them. So sometimes this is what situations people are dealing with and sometimes it does take time and it is a bit of a journey as we often describe it and we'll win or learn along the way, but we'll get there. You will definitely get there for definite, as long as you keep checking in and you just keep doing what you're doing. Will it be smooth? Probably not. There'll be ups and probably downs. Not.
1: Probably not. Probably I'm a dramatic person, so it's unlikely to be Dramatic. Smooth. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there will be. I'm certain there will be drama, but I am certain that I, I really do because I, I have not given up. So I'm two stone heavier than I wish to be, but I've not given up. I haven't the whole. Even when I was trying, really, a wee bit unsuccessfully myself, I was still trying. So I'll not be giving up. Um, but if, you, if you don't do, so,
0: we'll get there. I never give up on anybody. Literally, I will never give up on you. For you, for you to get rid of me, I will have to die, or you will have to quit and run away. You will have to block <laughs> me and run away to get, or I will have to die for you to get rid of me. Literally, there's no other possibility. <laughs> so if you don't quit, you, you know though that
1: as a as a person who lives in Falkirk, the Antonine Walls here that kept that kept the Romans out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're made from strong stock, eh?
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Definitely. And, and and the reason I have confidence that people are gonna get there, including you, is it's only food at the end of the day. We I mean, as for as stressful as it seems, all this dieting and all this weight loss, at the end of the day it's only food. It, we actually like food. I mean, I know that's part of the issue, but but we actually like food, <laughs> don't we? Food's actually a pleasure in life. It's actually nice and eating better things actually makes you feel better and balance actually feels better. It seems a bit tough at first. Yes. No, I, don't, I don't necessarily want to do it. It's easier if we just eat all the easy processed foods and it tastes nicer and it's less effort. Oh. But We all know where that leads, don't we? We've tried it. So it, it's all it's only food. It's only healthy eating. It's not it's not, it's not the most impossible thing. It's actually a very, very possible thing for people. And I'm not saying it's easy. I, I'm the first person to say that it's not easy. But it's also not not impossible. It's definitely achievable. With enough time and enough mindfulness and enough concentrated effort and winning or learning, every single person on a long enough time frame achieves success. That's my I opinion, agree. anyway. That's my opinion.
1: <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. And I also think the the focus of... You know, trying to look for either something that's gone positively or something that's that you're grateful for. I I I'm a huge believer in those things, and I think focusing on that each day as part of your check-in really just breeds this positivity, which just helps boost your mood and and the kind of happiness element of it, which is really important. And when people are happy, they do well. And you know, if if you feel that you are you are taking you know steps to improve your life and and become a better version of you, then you know you're going to bound to feel good. So I like that.
0: Thank you very much. I I love that too for sure. Um, so in in this conversation, is there anything you want to talk about specifically? Is there any topics you wanted to bring up or?
1: No, no, probably not. I, I think uh, the diet culture thing was my, big, was my was my trigger yesterday, so we, we covered that. So that, that's and, that's uh, really
0: funny, isn't it? Um, you know the thing. You know the thing that got me most about that lady with the diet diet culture kind of thing. She was saying that diet culture is super ingrained into society and. There's all these, there's all this pressure on people to lose weight, and it's it's really hard for overweight people and stuff like this. And I do understand that that is part, that is real, and that is part of it, and that is one part of the perspective. But I always try and have a balanced approach approach to things, as we've been speaking about. So in my comment to this lady, I wasn't really trying to argue; I was just putting forward the opposite perspective because diet culture does exist, and there is some pressure on people to lose weight, etc. Those are all definitely real things. But we also live in an obesogenic environment. The environment that we live in is making everybody overweight because there's too much food and people have inactive jobs and we have we have cars and we even have electric tin openers these days we don't even have to open our own tins it's called the mechanization of society this is also a real thing we burn way less calories than we did even 50 years ago and then less than 50 years before that and for less than 50 years before that and people's calorie intake and processed food intake is steadily rising steadily 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 rising so there is diet culture but really we live in an we live in an overweight culture where most people people, 63% of everybody are overweight and that is also catered for too. You can't tell me it's a diet culture when you can get 24-7 delivery dessert and McDonald's is open 24-7 and they always ask if you want large or super size. It's also, it's both sides of it at the same time causing struggle, isn't it? It's the pressure from one end, but it's also the pressure from the other end. That's that's my perspective of it. I, I do see that yes, people shouldn't put pressure on people to lose weight necessarily. Um, no. No, not necessarily, and and the, may, maybe the media do in some ways. You might be right. Maybe the media do in some ways. But if you're getting your self-esteem and opinions of the world from flipping, like Hello Magazine, that's where it's going. That's where it's going wrong in the first place, isn't it? Yeah. And if you're if you're reading the newspaper and celebrity gossip and thinking that this is real life or what your life should be like or what people really think, you know. You know, that's not, it's not the actual real life case, is it? The real life case is that most people are struggling with their weight overall. um, Doctors and sometimes the NHS do put pressure on people to lose weight. The the lady in the post was like, oh, doctors putting pressure on people to lose weight. They do do that sometimes, but, and I mean, yes, is that a good thing? On an individual basis, it's not the nicest thing to happen to people, like when the NHS put out that obesity causes cancer billboard and everybody got upset. Mm -hmm. I know it's not, I know it's a sensitive thing and it's not, maybe it wasn't the best idea for them to do.
1: It's it's also that GPs, I think sometimes you know they 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 feel they've to bring this up and it's not really why you've went and so then the idea is uh, do I really need to go to the doctor because I really want that I know I'm overweight. People off, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, puts people off. (laughs) It definitely does. And, and GPs are not necessarily trained in empathy or into how to deal with these situations either. So they don't always say the right things. They're not always empathetic. They do not always respond correctly. Um, they're not really trained in diet and nutrition and weight management overall. That's not really yeah. their area either. But what do we also, on the other perspective, what do we want them to do? Nothing. Because obesity is crushing the NHS. Diabetes and heart disease and obesity and, Cardiovascular disease all this kind of stuff kills more people than smoking these days. And what did the government do about smoking put flipping pictures of dead lungs on the front of it and put it behind Doors that you can't see through so you can't even see you're not even allowed to see cigarettes anymore these days They're they're, they're trying to stop people doing that for a good reason. It's kind of worked but now obesity kills more people than smoking so what do we want, what what you, you know it's it's always a balance isn't it what do we want them to do nothing not really but is it it's just yeah, not every. You
1: can't please everybody,
0: so it's impossible, isn't it? Yeah, they would. Yeah. They're not trying to upset people. I don't believe anyway. I don't believe mm-hmm. they have nefarious intentions by putting obesity causes cancer on billboards. Probably they are trying shock tactics, and it was shocking. Yes. Probably they are yes. trying shock tactics, but I, I believe they're trying to do it to try and get people to eat better and to try and, you know that. I choose to believe that anyway, that they don't have nefarious intentions, that they're trying to help people. Do they help people in the right ways? It's debatable, isn't it? It's debatable. In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. So I I definitely understand the diet culture thing and definitely don't agree with it. I'm against fad diets as much as anyone, let's be real. And And I don't put pressure on anybody. I don't tell anybody to lose weight until they come to me and say, hey, I'd like your help losing weight. I never go around to people and say, hey, you should lose weight and you should pay me money. And you should stop eating that to random people. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding? Are you kidding? I only help the people that ask me to help them. Literally, so I'm also against what your definition that you read out of diet culture was. Yeah. Um, what was it? Something like loving thinness, or some, what, some yeah,
1: worshiping thinness and equating it in, yeah. and equating it with virtue.
0: This is ridiculous. Who this is? These are ridiculous things to say. Who does this? Who who worships thinness? I don't know. Um, I help people be, be quote unquote thin. And I also like to be as slim and lean as possible. I still don't worship thinness. What does that even mean? You know, <laughs> don't know. The, the NHS are not worshiping thinness. They just want people to be an average BMI so that it's not causing them health issues. And then downstream to the NHS, absolutely ragging it, which it is, you know, do, do flipping fashion models and stuff like that. Worship thinness probably from, you know, like catwalk models and stuff, but that's a specific thing. In basketball, they worship being tall An African-American, don't they? In powerlifting, they worship being small and thick. In swimming, if you've got massive hands and long arms and legs, it's great. In boxing and fighting too, they worship being lanky. If you're really tall and lanky, that works out really well if you're in fighting sports. In fashion, yeah, they, they worship being sometimes stick thin, all right. Well, it's just one thing, isn't it? Does that make it good or bad? I'm not sure. Does it put pressure on people, and make people feel certain ways? It probably does. You know, it probably does. But oh, God, it's so complicated, isn't it? Social
1: stuff. Yes, it's very complicated.
0: God, I so, probably upset some people with what I've just said. You know, any, anything <laughs> that you say, some people are not going to like it, aren't they? And I don't mean mm-hmm. to. I'm as compassionate as anybody, especially for flipping weight loss and people's weight management issues. I spend my entire life trying to help people with the struggles that they're experiencing for the love of the Lord. <laughs> Isn't it? All right. I've got one last question on the summary for you then, Andrina. Okay. And you can, you can say whatever you want. There's no, there's no oh right God. or wrong answers to this. If you had one piece of advice for people, just in your opinion, for improving their health and happiness in any way, what would you, what would you say? What's your top piece of advice for people if you can come up with just one?
1: One only one? Well
0: if you want if you want to do two, I'm not gonna shoot you. It's gonna be it's gonna be fine. I know it's hard to come up with one, isn't it? Specific. I,
1: I think um I think that you should um try and do one one thing each day that you think moves you closer to a healthy version of you, whatever that is. So if that's, so just something, something that will just move you a little bit closer. And if you do that every day, then you're going to be in a great place. That will compound exponentially and go off the chart. I think that's what I would say. Try and be a little bit, do something that moves you a little bit closer to where you think you want to be each day.
0: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's your quote of the day from Andrina Massey. I can do no better than that. This has been the Slum Society Show. We'll speak to him. We'll see you again soon.